I am here with Raylan, amazing country star. Yes. Just look at you. You're just the epitome of gorgeous, by Thank the way. Thank you. You're so sweet. And you're a mom. Yes, I am. And we're fighting for parental rights and medical freedom. Absolutely. We are, you know, we started this fight because we were focused on stopping the vaccine mandates in the K through 12 community, right? So in California, where we live, uh, we we are faced with not being able to send our kids to school if they weren't vaccinated. They weren't really able. We had stories coming out of L.A. where kids were being kicked out of McDonald's because they weren't vaccinated. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I know you and I just had a quick conversation, and I know this is something that's important to you. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me what your thoughts are, especially as a new mom, about having to be, if you were to have to be forced to vaccinate your, your new child, with a vaccine that's still under an emergency use authorization for a virus that literally does not impact the pediatric population. Yeah, children, no. I mean, if I was in that position, I wouldn't be going to that school. Right. I wouldn't be feeding into it. The thing that is very unfortunate is they push this initiative with fear. Mm -hmm. And I think about that working mom that can't get her son or daughter into a school and it can only be this school that's right and they do something that could be forever life-changing because they don't have a choice that's right and i think that's the part that really gets me because Mm -hmm. thankfully you know thank god i have a choice to be like well you're not going to that school i mean well you're not going to do that because that's not what we believe in mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give my child an experimental drug right. that hasn't been on the market and we just don't know what it does right mm-hmm. and so it's it really is unfortunate and, and but, but my thing is I think about all those families right. that aren't that are more um, I wouldn't say passive they just don't know any better sure. and they're giving their child something that could forever change their life right. and hurt them and, and I think that's I mean we had a we had a kid and um, at the Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, his name was August, and um, he couldn't get a. He got was at the bottom of the heart transplant list because he wasn't didn't have a COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I I mean I could cry talking about it because I was holding my four month old baby girl, just got done nursing her, just got you know she was sleeping right on my mm-hmm. chest, and I'm watching this boy you know, being hooked up to all these machines, being denied a heart transplant because his, you know, he's, because he's had had all these issues already. Why would the mom want to give him another shot that she doesn't know? Right. And, um, but he thankfully, thank you, Jesus, somebody, you know, was able to, to donate and we Mm -hmm. figured it out. But I think about that family too, and I'm thankful that they were strong, but how many other families are like that? I mean, being ostracized based on doing something that they don't believe in is absolutely awful. Right. It's 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 absolute medical terrorism. Yes. To to think that you would put a family in a position like that where they have to choose between do I inject my child with something that could potentially kill them? It's still experimental or be able to move forward with with life-saving medical procedures. It's 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 unconscionable. Uh, I know you have personally had some um, some concerns about you know vaccinating vaccinating your yeah, children. Yeah, absolutely. And I just spoke to someone who's her name's Kim. She's doing the worship service this evening. And Kim she Walker. Was, yes, love and her. She's amazing. She was telling me this story about how she didn't ha- um, have her children vaccinated, and she had to take her baby to the hospital because it was having an issue. They, they thought it was uh-huh. some t- a whooping cough or something like that, and. They basically told her that they were going to call Child Protective Services because her children weren't vaccinated. 
how are we even here? That's that's what I want to say. Yeah. Honestly, I think if the way that they push this whole COVID vaccination stuff in the last couple years mm-hmm. and being so, seeing just the research behind it and the complications of it, if, if I would have had Daisy, my daughter, even five years ago, I think I would have vaccinated her right. because I didn't know anything right. about, we didn't know anything. And if right. you don't know it, but now that there's so much fog mm-hmm. and lies and it's just everything, if, if it's wrong, it's probably right. If it's right, it's probably wrong kind of thing. <laughs> yes. I don't trust anybody. Right. And I'm just so grateful that I had Daisy when I did because I was so skeptical of all of it. And, right. you know, I, I had a... A mom recently talked to me about because you know my daughter hasn't been vaccinated at right. all, mm-hmm. and which is my medical freedom to choose for her. Absolutely. And if you that like, is a if natural you, if you, parental if you, right. Yeah, it's natural. But if you've done that, like, that's your that's fine. As a parent, right. you do what you feel is best for your child. Right. And that's as a parent, like, I'm not going to judge any other parent for doing sure. that. Sure. I think you should do your research, sure. and I don't think you should just inject a, a baby with. I mean, babies are already completely healthy. I think that God creates a child perfectly. Um, But all that being said is when I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, I just don't, you know, I I really do believe in vaccinating and all this stuff. And, And all I said is it's hard for me to argue with you because my child has not been sick all year. That's right. And yeah, she's had the sniffles. Yeah, she's had mm-hmm. a fever from teething. Right. But my, she hasn't been on antibiotics. Right. She's been perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. She can hang out with kids. And, and 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 that is what I go based on. I go based on my experience of having a child that's not been vaccinated. Right. And you know, I, I wonder. I mean, it's hard for me not to wonder. I have type one diabetes, oh. and I'm like, we don't know why I have that. And I mean, it's it's easy to go down a rabbit hole of why. But even when I was a kid. We got like eight vaccinations. Now right. you get like 40 to 50. And right. and like I said, it is up to the parent to decide what is best for their child. That's right. But it is important to do your research and to know right. the numbers behind all of this. It's like sure. when I was asked to get my Tdap vax when I was pregnant, mm. I was like, okay, how many actual kids get whooping cough? Right. 1% right. or something crazy. Right. Well, I'm not going to get a vaccination for that 1% because there's right. way more complications sure. than there is not. And right. I'm not, I'm not going to risk that. Well, I think you touched on a really important point in terms of doing, doing your research. It is very, very difficult for people um, to really understand the, the dangers of, in particular, the COVID vaccine. And they have suppressed this information. And that, to me, is kind of the crux of the issue, right? Parents, even if they just say, hey, I'm somewhat hesitant, I'd like to get some more information, they cannot go to the pediatrician and have that pediatrician give them information because the American people still don't know. The the, the pharmaceutical companies have still not released this information. We're still under an EUA. And and that is a total um, destruction of of informed consent. Absolutely. And it's like, if you don't know, you don't know. And I I found I had to literally, like, dig to find a pediatrician that I wanted to work with and I finally found one and of course all my friends now go to her because she's the only one that you know gives it up to you and she'll she'll give you all right hey this is what's going around right now you know some of my kids she she educates me on what's going on and I'm like all right I want to do this or I don't want to do that you know and she's awesome but that's how it should be absolutely you shouldn't think about what you just said too you had to literally dig Dig, to get right dig yeah I mean Again, we need to reform the medical system in Absolutely. particular as, as it relates to pediatric care. 
parents should not feel like they have to live in fear. No. Because and and live um, in in a totally unknown state. Yes. Right? Because they don't have access to this information. And we got to start focusing on our health. Absolutely. We have got to start focusing on our health. As somebody who has type one diabetes, who lives with an autoimmune disease, I'm so gun ho about what I put right. on my body. That's right. And it's like we just want to push medication, medication, big pharma, mm-hmm. and it's like. Of course they want us to get on all these medications and they want us to get stuck on this. I mean, I'm a big paycheck for Big Pharma with type 1 diabetes. Do you know what I mean? And so do you think that they want to help me find a cure for my, for my, uh, for me? I don't, I mean, I think that there are some people out there that really want to find a cure, but it's hard for me to think that when I'm paying so much money every month for a disease that I carry every single day. But we need to focus instead of focusing on what medication can we put Mm -hmm. our kid on or what medication can we put you know, right. this person on, let's focus on their health of like right. their diet, you know, just getting outside, exercising, right. like God gives you all the things that you need right. to be healthy. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you're a big paycheck for the pharmaceutical companies, yeah. because even if you look at what happened during COVID, we closed down parks, we closed down beaches, we closed down walking trails. We told people to stay inside. We didn't talk about vitamin D. We didn't talk about eating healthy. We didn't talk about exercising. No. What we talked about was very expensive drugs that ultimately led to a very dire outcome for a lot of the people that yes. ended up being hospitalized. Remdesivir being being that number one drug, which is very expensive. And, and the amount of people that got on antidepressants, the amount of people that of got on all these medications yeah. after coming out of the pandemic. Right. I mean, it's it was all... Well, we all and, know what it was. And so. look at what's happened to, in particular, you know, you look at the, the pediatric population, but but I always say kind of the adolescents within that, that cohort of our yeah. demographic, the adolescent population was so impacted. I mean, if you look at the suicides and the depression Oh my gosh, rates, it's so it's, sad. It's gut-wrenching. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for being you. with us. Thank, thank you for you. doing what you oh do. Oh my gosh, to be... Honestly, I thank you for giving me this platform. I feel as, you know, as somebody in country music, what I do, I'm on stage 24-7, but I really do feel like God's called me to start being more outspoken because we need a new generation of people willing to speak the truth. And so I appreciate you very much. Well, and I appreciate you because you're leading that generation. Thank you. You are making this generation aware. So Thank you so much. We need you to keep doing it. From all of us at The Unity Project, thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope to continue producing content that amplifies voices, strategies, and resources. Please keep in mind that the Unity Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that relies on the contributions of our generous supporters to fuel the work we do in this movement. If you value our efforts, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution today by visiting our website at www.unityproject.com and clicking the donate button. We very much appreciate your continued support and confidence, without which our work wouldn't be possible.